Welcome. Come on in. Pull up a stool. And let me pour you a drink. And let's talk a little noir at the bar. Thanks for joining us today for another episode of Noir at the Bar, where you get to hear some of your favorite authors reading from their books and short stories. Now, this season, our guest readers are authors that are going to be attending the Left Coast Crime in Seattle, April 11th to 14th. So not only do you get to hear them on the show here, you can go visit them, meet them, and maybe get a book signed. This time i got Gerald Elas, and uh, he's got a new book coming out in May called Old Murder on Vacation. So welcome, Gerald, and tell us about what you're going to read. Well, great to be back. Murder on Vacation is a baker's dozen collection of short crime fiction. Uh, each story features the protagonist, Maury Gross, who is an NYPD retired police chief. And he and his wife, Bobby, are always trying to go on vacation uh, to some of the big holiday vacation spots around the country, but it seems wherever he goes, there is a crime that's committed that the local law enforcement can't solve. So they call upon him because he is such an expert and he is such a nice guy that uh, he can't resist. It's a very lighthearted collection. You know, going out on a limb, you know, he's a, a cop that has no dark backstory. Uh, he's not alcoholic. He doesn't have Alzheimer's. He's not dysfunctional. He has a great family and is highly respected. So in that regard, he's quite a unique character for Detective Season. Yeah. Other than the last part, it sounds like me. <laughs> Well, go for it. Let's see. Let's, I'm anxious to hear it. Thanks. I'm going to be reading the beginning of a story called Getting Ahead. It's for you, dear, the wife said, and then in a whisper, she sounds very nice. She handed me the phone. Hello, I said. Agent Michaela Redmond, sir, Department of Homeland Security. We've got a hostage situation. Good luck to you, I said. We need to talk to you about it. You wrote the book on hostage negotiations. We can use your help. Young lady, it's a beautiful summer morning. My wife and I are standing in front of Old Faithful in Yellowstone National Park with a professional photographer. It's for our annual holiday greeting card, and it's going to erupt any minute now. I can't... I understand, sir. I'm here at Yellowstone, too. What a lovely coincidence. Make sure you keep your distance from the Grizzlies. The secretary of DHS asked me to find you. I'm observing you as we speak. But as you said, you've already got my book on hostage negotiations. What do you need me for? This one's not in your book. It's different. Different. How so? The hostage is ahead. Hold on a minute. I put the phone down. Take our picture, I said to the photographer. Now. But it isn't erupting yet, the wife said. You know how to Photoshop? I asked the photographer. Am I a professional or what? Good. Take the picture. I am smiling. Great. Thank you. Okay, young lady. What's the story? Are you familiar with the name Clark Harlan Spurgis? Of course I've heard of Clark Harlan Spurgis. Everyone in law enforcement had. He'd been a wacko fanatic leader of the violent, ultra-nationalist, white power group, the shadowy Aryan Universalist Network. Yes, I'm familiar with that name. He was killed, what, seven or eight years ago, when one of his own followers shot him with a bow and arrow. That's right. 
except Spurgeon didn't totally die. Totally die? Is there something in between? A partial die? Sort of. Spit it out, agent. Spurgeon was worried that upon his death, whether he died of natural causes or was killed, the movement he started would fall apart without his leadership. To make a long story short, he had instructed his closest followers to have his head surgically removed and frozen, like what was done with Ted Williams. Oh, cryopreservation. That's exactly it, sir. Cryopreservation. Their hope is that someday in the future, when medical science has progressed, the head can be attached to a new body and be revived. In the meantime, since in a way he's still alive, his organization has stayed pretty much intact. They continue to worship him like he's a god or something. Huh, waiting for the resurrection. We try to keep religion out of this. Of course. It's all very interesting, but what does this have to do with the hostage situation? Spurgeous's head had been frozen in a secret, guarded, Aryan Universalist Network fortress somewhere in the Sawtooth Mountains here in Wyoming. But now someone's stolen it and is holding it for ransom. The AUN has called us to help get the head back. They call DHS? That's chutzpah if I've ever heard it. But if the fortress was secretly guarded, how did Spurgeous's head manage to get itself stolen? For some reason, I was having a hard time taking this very seriously. There was a suspicious power outage at their facility, threatening the specific temperature controls that maintained the head's viability. The AUN had been prepared for such an eventuality with a specially accessorized van that would take it to another secure location. But on the way, the van was hijacked. It was a precisely planned and executed kidnapping, sir. Why do you say the power outage was suspicious? No one else in the region reported an interruption in service. The AUN facility was clearly the target. Who are the hijackers? They claim to represent an organization called the Center. Never heard of them. We hadn't either. Were the drivers killed? They were released unharmed, sir. How much money did the headnappers want? That's the problem, sir. They don't want money. Their demand to the AUN is, if they don't disband and turn over all their weapons to the government by midnight, they'll defrost the head. Sounds like a win-win to me, I said. We try to keep politics out of this, sir. The problem is AUN issued a counter-threat. Not your typical hostage negotiating tactic, but go ahead, tell me their counter-threat. If Sturgis's head is not returned fully frozen and viable, AUN said they will commence an armed uprising in every state capital with the goal of overturning our form of government. Ah! Sorry if I've upset you, sir. It's not that. Old Faithful just erupted. I'm soaking wet. Sorry, sir. Never mind. What is it you want me to do? We want you to take the lead in the negotiations, sir. Are you kidding? Look, first of all, I'm retired. Second, I'm on vacation. Third, and this is the clincher, as NYPD police chief, I had to deal with terrorism on a daily basis, and the AUN was the worst of the worst. Their racist hate speech and anti-American manifestos were just on this side of First Amendment protection. But the meat of their organization, 
the location of their cells, their contacts, their weaponry, their actual game plans were so deeply encrypted that we couldn't pin anything on them. The subway bombings, the cop shootings, the church and synagogue torches, they're dyed-in-the-wool domestic terrorists, and now you're asking me to go play nice with them and get their leader's head back so they can continue to be a threat to civilization? Yes, sir, because there's no option. In this situation, better to have them threatening violence than committing it. That's what we thought. That got my attention, and she had a point. Well, Agent Redmond, considering the possible repercussions of this predicament, if I were to say yes to doing this, I'd need to be certain that Homeland Security has my back before I meet with these people. Done that, sir. We're all ready. Well, fantastic. That's, now, that's a... That's a change for you. You typically write in the, uh, you know, more in the music and crime era. And so, so how, what, what, what's the reason for the change? Well, um, I like variety. Um, I, as you mentioned, I've written this eight-part series about mysteries that take place in the dark corners of the classical music world, uh, as I'm a professional musician for a long time. But several years ago, my wife and I actually were traveling, and I got an idea for a short mystery when we were out on the coast of California and saw a whole bunch of elephant seals on the beach overlooking um, a cliff. And I said to myself, boy, what would happen if someone fell into that bunch of elephant seals? They would just gobble them up. And that got me thinking about writing a short story um, with this new character, uh, Maury Gross, and one story led to the next, and over the course of the past few years, um, I've written, you know, 13 of them, and felt that, you know, they were entertaining and different and uh, something that would be fun to read. And I guess my publisher agreed, Level Best Books, and uh, the book will be released in sometime this month. Well, we appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you at the uh, at the event too. Left Coast Grime. See you there. This has been a production of the House of Mystery Radio Show. To find out more about our show, guests, or hosts, go to our website at houseofmysteryradio.com.